What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, 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 welcome to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm your host, Rob Shooter, and it's Thursday, which means our dear friend, Mark Lupo, joins us. Hey, Loopy, are you there? Loopy Lewis here. Hey, Loopy, you look all refreshed. I know you're rushing out the door <laughs> right after we finish this podcast. You look very professional. Is this what you wear for your day job? I try to look professional. I take a shower. I comb my hair. Yeah. Well, I mean... That isn't professional. That's called normal, I hope. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, take a shower, brush Uh your hair. This is a good look. What's on the bottom half? I can just see your white shirt, jeans. A crisp blue cargo pants. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. I look good, yeah. Oh, good. You have to, don't you? I mean, we've worked in different media jobs for a long time now, and I've got to admit... The people that turn up every day looking quite sharp mm-hmm. are the ones that generally get ahead. And I'm not sure if they're more talented, but if you do look the part, I do think it helps. Yeah, the reality is we're always judging people's appearances. Yes. Whether we admit it or not, we're always looking and making assumptions and, and, and judgments. And so I try to look my best when I can. Yeah, I, you've got to look the right part for the right job. So yes. if you're a clown, you can come dressed as a clown. Right. If you're not a clown, then you shouldn't be dressed like that. And so some of the early advice I got when I first started doing TV was Diane Sawyer, I know, uh. called me. I knew her a little bit. And she called me and she's like, oh, you're terrific on TV and you're very natural and you're authentic, which is, is, which is all flattering. But she said none of that matters because you're wearing dark colours. This was her uh. advice. She was like just pop she's like on tv you've got to wear a bright color sweater a bright color jumper and i was like what is that so shallow diane it's so silly surely it's not (laughs) about the way i look when you're as smart and as witty as me Mm -hmm. and she said robert wear a bright sweater the next day she sent me a box of sweaters (laughs) i'm diane sawyer wow i'm diane sawyer i know 
I've got a few of them still. I know. I got a bit upset because I spilt some tea on one and some chocolate. (laughs) And we've got like a little moth holes in it. But I've got a few left. But whenever I go on TV, if I want to make an impact, I always now wear something bright, which is quite out of my comfort zone because I really like a black T-shirt. You do, but you always look good on TV. You've got to do it. You've got to look the part. So today, before you leave the house, everybody, have a look in the mirror. And say to yourself, do I look like the job I want to have? That's the only question. Do I look like the job I want to have? Look at us giving out moments of rub before we even get to the end of the show, Mark. Let's jump into the real show. What time is it, my friends? It is tea time. So Harry and Meghan are in an official standoff with the royal family ahead of the coronation. So the invites are going to be sent out in the next few days. So nobody's been invited yet. And everybody now is speculating, will Harry and Meghan actually attend? We know they are getting invited. So Mm -hmm. let's take that off the table. They Mm -hmm. will definitely get an invite. So now let's shift our focus on whether or not they will actually accept the invitation. So the couple is still undecided about whether or not to go. Sources close to the couple are saying they are holding out for an apology from the royals, uh. which Harry sort of hinted was a condition of their attendance. And although Harry will have no ceremonial role in the in the big coronation, uh, his dad, Prince Charles, would really like to have his son there for this really huge, huge day. I think Harry has painted himself into a little bit of a corner here by suggesting that an apology is required, actually a condition of him attending. When he did an interview with ITV just last month, promoting his book, he said, quote, there's a lot that can happen between now and then, talking about now and the coronation, Mm -hmm. but you know the door is always open, and this is the key sentence, Mark, Mm -hmm. the ball is in their court. My royal insiders are telling me they don't feel like the ball is in their court at all. Like, they're going to invite him, and if he comes, great. But they don't think they're going to have some big summit. There's going to be no big official apology. Before they pop the crown on Charles's head, he's not going to turn to Meghan and Harry and say, I'm so sorry. Like, this is no. what it is now. And so they will be invited, which I think is a good move, because you look really petty when you don't invite people. Yes. I think for many royals, they hope they don't come. What do you think about all this? I think this is the final moment for them mm. to really kind of fix the family. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, they've, they've lost. They have no leverage at this point. They have no mm. like to stand on. Harry has given up all the family secrets. He said everything in the book, in the documentary. Uh, you know, I don't think they're going to apologize, but I do think you should go and start to work on fixing your relationship. Yeah, I agree with you, Mark. I agree. Have you ever had a big party? Obviously, you're not the king. No. But have you ever had a big party and there's someone you didn't want to invite? But you got to. You got to invite them. You have to, and I think especially, Rob, to what you said, it's like the family would look terrible, and they know they this. They look terrible. And they love yeah. the PR. They love an article. Yeah. Ooh, they love it. So they don't want to be painted as, like, you know, nasty or mean yeah. or cold. They want to be yeah. painted as, like, embracing and welcoming <laughs> and warm. And that's exactly what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. You know, when they send the invite to Harry and Meghan in California, uh-huh. I predict they send a copy of that invite to me and the media the same day. Like, <laughs> yes. they're going to definitely let the media know that they got an invite. There will be a photographer at the uh-huh. bottom of Harry and Meghan's driveway when some royal ambassador drops off the invite. Like, we're definitely going to see it on TMZ and Radar. Like, we're definitely going to see that invite. They're going to invite them. Do they go? Do they not? Oh, I think for me, 
It's a moment to put aside the job. Mm. Let's figure that out later and now mm-hmm. focus on the family. Mm-hmm. And do we want to be part of this family? Because there are certain things. If you start missing weddings, yeah. obviously we don't have correlations in our families, but they do. When you start missing really big events in your family life, mm-hmm. you're just no longer really part of that family. No. No, no, no. And it's like, he even said he hasn't spoken to his family in, not in a long time. No, so I've not spoken since the book. If it's not this, then when is it, Rob? It's not going to be. Right. No, really good point, which brings us to our poll question of the day. Harry and Meghan are at a standoff with the royals ahead of the coronation. Should they attend? Should they attend? They are mm. going to be invited. Mm. Should they attend? Go vote <laughs> on our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob. Facebook page is Naughty Gossip. And be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. Hey, Loopy, what are you working on? Yes, let's talk about Ashton Kutcher. Mm, okay. <laughs> so Ashton Kutcher revealed uh, the moment he drunkenly told Mila Kunis, I love you for the first time. Oh. oh, how romantic. Okay, so months after Mila Kunis shared the sweet story behind the first time her husband Ashton Kutcher told her he loved her, he took a trip down memory lane to recall the moment from his point of view. Mm, slightly different. Slightly different. So <laughs> of the moment, he said, quote, I remember it. I remember it distinctly because I came into her house and I was singing in the Kenny Chesney song and I was like, you know, tequila, make me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so he was serenading her and he just got it off this chest, Rob. He said, and then I told her that I love her and I meant it when I said it. But Mila wasn't exactly convinced that he meant it and she said to him, just you know, come back to me in the morning. Just tell oh, me that's that clever. more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so he did. He said in the morning he woke up and he wrote, or he, he woke up and said, I woke up and I was like, hey, I love you. Oh, oh, it's, oh I love it. Mark, <laughs> now as somebody in a new relationship yourself, uh-huh. and what a coincidence you've got this story. But <laughs> we'll put that aside. How soon do you say, I love you? Is it an important moment for you? Or can you just spit it out to anybody? Well, that's a good question. I think it's a few months. Um, you know, I think those feelings do come. You know, you have this confidence and you're a little bit, you know, loose and you have a, so- a social lubricant like booze. Uh, I, it takes a few months for me, but it's a feeling you have. Like sometimes you start to realize through your actions, like you care for someone, you do something special for someone and you're like, wait, maybe I do love them or I have love oh. for them. So oh. I, don't, I don't think there's a one size fits all answer, but but I think this is kind of sweet, though. It is very sweet. Yeah. Now, do you need a little bit of booze <laughs> to get you to say it for the first time? I used to, but now going to like a therapist, I'm more comfortable expressing myself. So maybe it'll be easier this time around. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and I think Mila's response is so adult, which is, tell me when you're sober. Yeah. That's such a good Because it's not dismissing what you're saying now, but it's sort of codifying it. It's clarifying it in the morning. So I'm like, that's a lovely thing. Thank you, Ashton. Right. And I know that you love me, but in the morning when you've got a hangover, uh-huh. tell me then. I think that's a really smart, wise thing to say. Yeah, and you can tell that she's more mature. Like he's she kind is. of like that goofy, like childlike yeah. kind of behavior. Yeah. But I could imagine, you know, she believed him, but she wanted to hear it from him in, sober, in a sober way. Yeah, say yeah. it when you're sober it means more it does it really really does but i just love this and i think we should tell each other more our feelings so if nobody tells you this today i will 
I love you. Oh, wow. Oh, so sweet. Oh. This story I love. Jamie Lee Curtis, who's become my new favourite person in the whole wide world, yes. reveals that she's actually got more screen time in her movies because she never goes back to her trailer. She said, here's the deal. Quote, it's my secret sauce. Don't go back to your trailer. Trailers are not your friends. You sit in them and you never leave them. And she said, I don't believe in that. So the director of Knives Out, confirmed this and said basically he put her in more scenes because she was just hanging around the set all the time and he was like you know what why don't you be in this scene and that scene so (laughs) this is a really good a really good example and something that can work in your life too you've got to show up and you've got to stand up so Mm -hmm. i get to tv shows earlier than i should so if my call time is 8 30 i get there at eight Mm -hmm. and i not only gives me a little moment to sit down and read my notes and become more comfortable but it gives me two minutes with the producer and the booker and the people who are going to invite me back Mm -hmm. and so be around hang around people that have similar interests and step up if you're sitting alone in your apartment not your trailer but your apartment maybe Mm -hmm. your trailer you're not gonna ever meet anybody so when you have a chance and it takes a lot it takes some courage i get it and if you're shy this is really difficult but if you show up with a smile on your face you don't have to be doing backflips but be around be around. I would, I would argue that's why I'm sitting here right now with you, because you would come to Wendy Williams, where mm. I worked, and you were a guest, and you would come for years and years, like you said. You would come very early in the morning, and that's when we got to become friends. We would talk, yes. and, and then here, you know, one thing led to another, and now I'm on a podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, I sort of giggled when you said it, but now that you've connected the dots, I think that's really plausible. I think it's true, is that had you not come into my dressing room at Wendy's and sat on the couch and gossiped for 10 minutes... Yeah. We probably wouldn't be sitting here doing this now. So I think all these opportunities in life that so many people waste, don't be one of those people. Mm -hmm. Go out, meet people, turn up, be early, be interested, and don't hide. Don't hide in your trailer. Don't hide in the corner. Go and sit with people and talk and find people that like you and that you like, and life will be so much better. Mm -hmm. This is a wild story, Mark, so go through it quite slowly here. Priscilla Presley is really, really angry. Explain. really angry. Okay, so Priscilla Presley is now denying giving Elvis' items to Bam Margera and says the photos that accompanied the situation are false information. Let me explain what's going on. So less than a week after the two spent time with Priscilla Presley's 35-year-old son, Elvis Presley's ex-wife put out a statement about the Jackass alum in which she said he betrayed her both, her and her son, by circulating photos accompanied by false information Mm. and storytelling. Shady. This is not good. Okay, so Presley said, Rob, quote, when I was asked by my son to have a new friend come over for a visit, I had no idea who he was or that later he would choose to post photos in false stories she didn't know it was bam from um, jackass no and why would she you know this is not someone she's following so she said he came over talked non-stop about his (laughs) new ventures and personal struggles and asked for a photo with me for his father who is a big fan huh Hmm. so now although priscilla stated that she always welcomes fans to take photos she said margera filmed inside her home without her consent which is never okay. No, good. Especially no. at Elvis' ex-wife's home. You don't do that. That's not okay. You don't do that. You don't do that. I 
do understand why people take advantage because it makes them look good. Mm-hmm. For you to say you're in Elvis's house, sure, and for you to say Elvis's ex-wife gave you gifts from Elvis, mm-hmm. that's all about you, Bam. That's all about making you look good. And we do this to a certain extent when we bump into celebrities when we want a selfie. I do get it, and I do it too. It's lovely to have a photograph of you and a housewife to put on Instagram. Uh-huh. But when I'm in their home and I've been into several of these houses I'm sure. very very careful you don't take photographs even when I'm at my friends houses you don't have to be a celebrity I don't take pictures inside people's homes unless I ask permission it's a private place if we're in a bar whip out your cameras everybody let's have a fabulous night but if I came to your apartment Mark and we did a selfie A it would just be our faces so you wouldn't even know where we were right. but I wouldn't start videoing your apartment of course not and that's I think it's an expectation you just have as a, as a private person Right. You don't in your home. You know, you're not out and about in the street. This is your home. So then she went on to refute Rob that his mm-hmm. previous claims to TMZ that he was gifted items once belonged to Elvis. He did? And she, yeah. And then she had, she added, at no time during the visit did I give anything of Elvis. I would never disrespect Elvis, who was a love of my life, by giving away anything that belonged to him. I've always protected them for the fans. That's true. Team Priscilla. We're going to take a quick break yeah. and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm Rob Shooter with my dear friend Mark Lupo. Hey, Loopy. Let's get to the polls. Yesterday we had a very unusual lead for this show, (laughs) Susie Orman, who I just adore. I get it. I know we normally do Royals or Kardashians or J-Lo. We started the show with Susie Orman. I know, I love her. And she said that we should be able to talk more freely about money. What she was really referring to is within our jobs. Mm -hmm. She said within our jobs we should all know what everybody makes. We should know what the person sitting next to you makes, what the boss makes. We should all know mm-hmm. what each other makes. That makes you a bit uncomfortable, Mark, I can tell. I don't like talking about money. But I would like to look around and make sure we all make about the same if we do the same amount of work. Do you think she's right? Let's have a look. 80% said yes. But there is a 20% that said no. You might be that 20, Mark. What do you think? No, so I, I agree with her. I think what's interesting in New York, Rob, is that now you have to, the, when you there's post laws. a job, there are laws now you have to kind of post a salary range. Yeah. So, at, you know, there's places where I've worked where now the, the ranges are there, that are there and people who are getting paid a lot less are now kind of thinking, Ooh. well, what am I doing here? Yes. You're not paying me the, the, the salary that's you're right. paying, you know, the Suzy Q. So it's, it's, it's causing some and of Susie the... says that's a good thing for us, not for the boss. Right. But for us, it's a right. good thing for the workers. Uh-huh. It's a good thing to know. The boss would love us never to speak about any of this because then they can pay different (laughs) rates exactly but i think if we all know what each other makes it's more power to us i'm with you susie don't forget to vote on today's poll go to our twitter page at naughty nice rob our facebook page is naughty gossip and be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results and now this is a good one it's our nicest of the day oh it's Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. <laughs> oh. So the Saturday Night Live alums, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, have announced a comedy tour beginning in the spring. The mm. tour will kick off in Washington, D.C. on April 28th. And so far, three other dates have been announced for Chicago, Boston, and Atlantic City. Ah, Rob, what do you think? Well, I think four dates are not enough, Amy. If you're listening, <laughs> yes. hello, hello, hello. That's not a tour. It's like a shuffle. 
shuffle around through a couple of few towns. It's not two or four days. You should do 20 days. And why haven't we thought of this before? You two could make a fortune. A fortune. You could go on the road like your Beyonce and Taylor Swift together. Yes. They could do, I mean, wouldn't you love to see these two together? And they'll do the work. They'll put together a funny act. Yes. Oh, it'll be really terrific. Do you think they'll be on stage all the time? Or will it be one of those shows where one sort of opens and does 40 minutes and another one comes out and then they come out at the end together? I don't mm. know. What do you think? I hope it's like the Golden Globes. Like, I hope there's like a mix of everything yes. like, together, out separate. Yes. They're just so much fun together. I love They're watching so them. so much fun. I mm-hmm. really, really do like you, you two. I really, really do. <laughs> well, let's get tickets. Mark, our nicest yes. of the day. And now our naughtiest of the day, Nick Cliche is having beef drama with Jesse Palmer uh, from The Bachelor. Uh, and I do think Jesse really started this. So Jesse <laughs> took over hosting The Bachelor about a year ago. The numbers are not good. Mm-mm. And he was asked, which is a leading question, question but he's been in the public eye long enough to know this is going to happen jesse was asked what do you think about the other dating shows including love island and love is blind that nick lachey hosts and jesse palmer said quote the bachelor was first confirmed (laughs) yes it was yeah i think a big part of the bachelor is about authenticity yeah and really trying to get back to what the core of the show has always been. Nick Lachey heard this and he said, quote, I don't think it gets any more authentic than love is blind. Oh, please. <laughs> they're two nice straight boys, so they're not going to rip each other's wigs off. They're not going to go real <laughs> housewife here. But it is sort of like, this is as nasty as straight men get to one another. It's sort of bitchy. Truly. I love it. Love this it. is not a fight <laughs> on the level of Teresa Giudici. But as no. straight, dull, white men go, this is beef. It's beef. And it, the, the reality is both of these shows are ridiculous. Like, they're ridiculous. Come on. I love they're, it. Neither one of them are authentic. They no. are produced within an inch of their lives. <laughs> yes, an yes. inch of their lives. The uh, two of you are ridiculous. Let's end with a moment of rub. You get a rub, you get a rub, you get a room. But be kind to yourself and kindness will eventually surround you. Uh, mm. When you take care of yourself, you become a better person for others. When you feel good about yourself, you treat others better. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. I make a conscious decision every day to be kind to myself. And because of that, I have set the bar so high on the way that I need to be treated. And miraculously, most people in my life, they have risen to the occasion. And the people who haven't have left. And that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. When I was cruel, I attracted cruel people. Now that I'm kind, guess what? I attract kind people. Mm. Be kind to yourself. Your whole life will change. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Naughty But Nice with Rob and Lupo show. Uh, (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Leave us a review if you can. They really do help. And remember all together now, if you're going to be naughty, you've got to be nice. nice. Take care, everybody. Bye. It's naughty but nice with Rob. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at FisherHomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Finance provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 